0: Hello and welcome to another episode of a Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring the world around us. We're the Thomas Brothers and I'm Ethan. And I'm Jared.
1: And today we have a very interesting episode about something that I love talking about and I love um, just kind of learning about and that is uh, a couple of different conspiracy theories. And I, I guess the term conspiracy theory is is a loaded term, but really what we're... We have some interesting stories and some interesting legends, uh, really, the, the kind of like urban legends. Are they true or and, are they not? Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and, and I could talk for hours about this, but uh, we, we've got some uh, really good ones that we're going to share some of the ones that I think are just so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's do it. Let's do it. You can't
0: climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will
1: not go quietly into the night.
0: They tell me you're a manly, true grit.
1: I am the one who knocks.
0: Don't ever tell me what I
1: can't do, ever! That's how winning is done. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and get started. So we've each chosen kind of like about two, two. Uh, uh, I guess you could call them conspiracy theories, or two stories here that we find interesting. And, um, uh, the first one that I'm going to share is probably the, the top dog of all, um, this is kind of like a paranormal, uh, slash conspiracy theory, but, uh, there's a place and it's called Skinwalker Ranch. If you guys have never heard of Skinwalker Ranch, you're probably living under a rock because, uh, it is like the biggest deal in like the paranormal community because there's like literally every type of paranormal thing that there is has happened there Uh, and so I mean that's a lot but uh, there's a lot of different paranormal activity that's happened there and uh, it's such an interesting thing that's kind of got some crazy stories behind it so I I definitely want to uh, share that and actually uh, lived kind of near there Uh, went hunting near there a couple times didn't see anything though uh, but, uh, it's, it's really cool. So, uh, yeah. And also there's like endless podcasts on the Skinwalker Ranch. So, um, if you're interested, there's endless stuff out there on this, but this is one after of the our After you listen ones. to our podcast, yeah, you, so you can go listen to theirs. Uh, so, um, so, the Skinwalker Ranch is a 512-acre parcel located in Utah a, in the Uinta Basin near a small town of like 800 people called Ballard, Utah. Now, the Uinta Basin is a very... the it's That's the Uinta Mountains. It's an interesting mountain range that goes from uh, east to west, not north to south. Most mountain ranges go north to south, Appalachian Mountains, Rocky Mountains. That's true. These ones go east to west. And first of all, that's where I went elk hunting, and this is the... the you went to mountains, and they are absolutely gorgeous, beautiful. I mean, there's these, like, small... You call them, like, big... No, well, they're pretty big ponds, like, all over the mountains. And so, like, you'll just be hiking, and then you'll just come up on, like, this big mountain, like, lake. Lake. Kind of a thing. And it's just... It's just gorgeous. Um, and I... There's uh, there's this place called Mirror Lake, and, and it's, just, it's only like maybe an hour and a half from Salt Lake City. Uh, we would go up there a couple times and just walk around the lakes with the kids. It's just so beautiful. But the U- the Uinta Basin is right below that, and it's just basically just, you know, the foothills. Uh, really, it's just de- straight-up desert uh, below that. But uh, th- it is a paranormal hotbed, apparently. Uh, and In fact, that area is considered UFO Alley. Which has seen lots of UFO activity dating back to his early Europeans. In fact, in 1776, uh, Franciscan, a Franciscan missionary, Silvestre Velez de Escalante, nice. wrote nice. about strange fireballs appearing over his campfire in El Rey, and uh, and so there's a lot of history there. So the word skinwalker, what is that? So skinwalker is a shape shifting character. Uh, or demon from the Navajo tribal folklore. Now, among the Navajo Skinwalkers, they're like they could be like werewolves or evil witches uh, who can transform themselves into creatures of their choosing. Um, now the name Skinwalker Ranch was derived from the curse that was placed on that property. So way back in the day there was a rift between the Ute Indians and the Navajo Indians. The Ute Indians would now Skinwalker is a is a uh, Navajo term, uh, and the Ute Indian would would take Navajo slaves, and they were they were constantly kind of warring with each other, and so there's a ridge line that goes right along the property. You know, like I said, it's the foothills, so it's kind of stepping down from the at that point it's pretty stepped down from the mountains, but there's a there's a ridge line there, and uh, and uh, what it they said is that the Navajo cursed that ridgeline. They cursed that area. Uh, And apparently these witch doctors or whatever, they're basically sold their soul to live forever as skinwalkers. Interesting. And so there's been a lot of strange evidences, documented evidence of strange events going on at that, in that property for the past hundred years or even longer. Like I said, the guy from 1776, um, Seventeen
0: seventy six. That was a good year.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, And so it was part of a, and from two thousand eight to two thousand thirteen, it was part of a uh, black budget funded program from the Pentagon to investigate this paranormal like area because it's there's so it's like a hotbed of activity that they apparently uh, some black budget money and black budget money is like what the Pentagon. Like, trilli- like, they have trillions of dollars that it's just black budget money that you don't know what that goes to. And it's just they spend it on. It goes research. into a
0: miscellaneous
1: uh, line item. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in fact, right before 9 11, uh, Donald uh, Rumsfeld, he went on, he's like, there is so much money that's been spent in black budgets that we don't even know where it's gone, where it's gone. And then, like, a day later, two days later, like, guess what part of the Pentagon gets hit? Boom! The the records <laughs> where all the records are kept of the financial transactions. So that is a whole different conspiracy. Yeah, I was going to say, gonna say with
0: uh, <laughs> with with no evidence of plane wreckage, but that's a whole different story. Yeah,
1: that's a whole different story. Uh, but so anyway, uh, the Skinwalker Ranch is a crazy story. So uh, it really the the story goes back uh, to about 1996. This is kind of where where the modern. Uh, story begins, I guess you could say. So there was a guy named Terry and Gwen Sherman, uh, and they shared their chilling experiences uh, with a local reporter about their experiences on the property. So they bought the property, which I said was like 500 acres or 512 acres. Uh, and they started to see all kinds of crazy stuff. They started to see crop circles all over their properties. Uh, they saw uh, UFOs, lots of different kinds of UFOs. Uh, they they said they said uh small ones, boxy ones, big 40 foot UFOs, huge crafts that were bigger than football fields uh and they claimed one of the crafts emerged from a glow from a glowing orange orb that looked like a doorway or a portal and some of them emitted red light. Uh Gwen Sherman claimed that flying that a flying light followed her all the way home once and so like they saw all kinds of crazy stuff and in fact there's a res a, a, a man-made reservoir near there and there's lots of docu documented people saying that you know there's lots of eyewitness accounts is what i mean to say of stuff going in and crafts going in and out of that lake uh so you know stuff going under the water and then shooting off back up at, going into the sky all kinds of crazy stuff so that's UFO aspect, but then they also would see the heads. They lost, they were cattle ranchers and they lost a fourth of their herd to wow. system, systematic and repeated cattle mutilations. So they would like go out there and they would find their cattle dead and like oddly surgically uh, like dug into and like the, the, the blood, like the whole carcass was missing blood. So all completely weird, drained of blood. Completely drained of blood, not a drop of blood. And it was like cut in really weird places. So uh, they were losing a fourth of their herd. So a lot of their cattle was, um, you know, disappearing. And so uh, one of the the main kind of crazy stories that came from that is that one night there was a disturbance in the cow pen and... Uh, Terry Sherman went out there and he went up to the uh, cow pen and he realized that there was something like a a giant wolf, like three times the size of a regular wolf, was trying to pull one of the cows out of the pen. Uh, And he's like, oh, get the gun. So he got his gun, uh, he went into the guy's weapon, and he started shooting at the wolf. Uh, And so he shot it. Two or three times and nothing happened. The wolf didn't even... This giant wolf, which is like a skinwalker, which he believes was a skinwalker, didn't it? Didn't have any effect on it. And so he went in and got a bigger gun. I'm not, I couldn't find exactly what kind of gun he got, but uh, he shot a few more times and then like the last time it, he finally like let go and it ran off. And so he's like, <laughs> "Dude, dude, <laughs> this is messed up, man my family is going through hell on this property and we're we got to We got to move, he's man. Going, we better get the heck out of Dodge. And so um and he's losing all of his uh thing. He said that the animal was strong enough to withstand eight shots. And uh, they chased it to the border of the property. When it got to the river, there were prints on one side, but it seemed to vaporize uh by the time it re- had reached the other side. Uh and so he didn't like
0: didn't like transform into human footprints.
1: I don't think so. I think it just disappeared. So he's like, I'm not messing with all this stuff. He's like, ain't nobody got time for this, man. And so he's like, uh, he they went on the news, and, and then there's a guy, uh, and, and uh, I think about around that time, around like the early 2000s, there was a guy named Robert Bigelow who was a, out of L.A., and he was a big-time uh, UFO, uh, paranormal uh, enthusiast, I guess you could say he was a he was a rich guy. Uh, I think he owns a company called Bigelow Airspace. Anyway, he bought the property three months after hearing that news story that they were on uh, for about two hundred thousand uh, bucks, and then that and then basically he t- put cameras up all around the property. He had armed guards at the property at all times. And in fact, back in the early two thousands, if you went to that property, you went to the gate. If you step one foot inside that property, uh, people were saying they were getting shot at uh, because there was armed security uh, and, and you'd have cars on you almost within a minute. And so I think Jesse Ventura went out there once and he's like, well, you know, and then like he like started to like cross across the gate and there was security on him in like less than a minute. And It's like uh, people
0: going out to Area 51. They yeah. get like too close in like the back areas
1: and they're like... Yeah. The, a car will pull up on
0: him with a bunch of military guys and be like
1: turn around Yep, exactly and so there's a lot of st- there was um they actually wrote a book about like exploring skinwalker ranch with some of the experiences from some of the research teams that were bigelow paid to be out there um like some of the stuff that they experienced and uh you know with some of their cameras and like up on they had their, some of their cameras up on a like up on a a big pole and and like it was all taped up, all the wires were taped up and everything like that. And then they would go outside like, and then the camera would go dead and they would walk outside and the whole thing was stripped down and there wasn't a piece of tape anywhere. And it's just like a lot of weird stuff like that that kept happening. In fact, they said that one time uh, they did see something that was in like a tree uh, that was like, they could just see the yellow eyes like staring at them, not blinking. And so they took a shot at it it with a gun. And then it jumped out of the tree, and it, it was like heavy. Uh, and they said that they were able to see like one or two big footprints. Almost, they said that the footprints were almost like talons uh, in the snow. And it was like one or two deep, big uh, prints that had like two big claws. Uh, and that was it, just two. And it was like, whatever it was it was huge. Uh, and so that was kind of one of those guys' story. But then, uh, it, then the property sold again in 2016 for $4.5 million. Talk about a good investment. <laughs> yeah, talk about a good investment. Jeez. Uh, to a guy named Brandon Fugel. Uh, now, this guy, he's uh, Utah native, uh, and he is a, uh, a real estate investor, and he's now studying a property. And so he bought it in 2016, and then what he said is that he said the History Channel kept bugging me. So the History Channel kept reaching out to him for over a year or two. And he finally was like, all right, I'll let you do like a special on the property. And For so $4.2 million. Yeah. I don't know how much. Uh, so they, so the history channel actually ended, but he's like, I want to have my own research team here. I don't want any outside guys. Cause so he does his own his own scientists there. He's got his own research team. They've got the property under thermal, under seismic, uh, watch under all these different kinds of things. You got scientists out there. And, uh, he said that they're searching for electromagnetic anomalies and all, all all this kind of stuff. And then his trainer was like, "Okay, fine, we'll do that." And he's like, "He's like, okay, then we can do. I'll let you do like a docu series type of a thing." And so they came out with one called "The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch." And I didn't know about this until yes, until just I was researching this episode. I was like, "Dude, I totally want to see that." Uh, so anyway, because that's like the first time the Skinwalker Ranch has been able to be accessed because Bigelow totally cut everybody off. Uh, and so anyway, uh, the camera crew, they follow around the camera crew, the camera crew follow around, around this team and they're kind of researching stuff. And the guy says he's seen lots of crazy stuff out there. I feel like the guy, I don't know, I'm kind of torn. I, originally, I was listening to the guy's interview that he did and I was like, this guy just is in it for like the money or whatever. The hype. But then I was like, you know what? Actually, he didn't want to be like involved with this at all. Uh, I do think he's seen stuff out there. Um because he was like, yeah, I've seen some stuff. He's like, I wasn't a believer coming into this, but he's like, after you know owning this property for several years, since 2016, he's like, I'm definitely a believer in some of this strange stuff. And so um, apparently the show did really well. And uh, anyway, uh, it's a crazy, uh, crazy story about Skinwalker Ranch. There's all kinds of stuff. People, I've heard they say Bigfoot out there. Uh, people say they've seen spirits out there. The Skinwalkers, the UFOs, I mean, uh, portals to another dimension. Uh, you know, Mel's Hole. <laughs> oh gosh, that's a whole other one. If that you, you
0: haven't, if you haven't listened to the uh, to Mel's Hole, go listen to it. It's crazy.
1: It's nothing sexual. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's go, to, not. But go to it's it's, it's co- crazy. go on YouTube and search coast to coast Mel's Hole. And there's like a, two, three, four parts to it. And it they're is, like an
0: hour long each. I mean, it's it's quite a it's thing. It's a but, qu- wild, yeah, wild ride. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And you're crazy. like,
1: what in the heck? And then towards the end, you're like, what is my brain right now?
0: At the at the beginning part, you're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. But yeah, towards the end, you're like, I just, I, I don't know if I can watch it. You're I don't, like, know, if like, I, I don't know if I can the, listen to the next I'm one. i just along for
1: the ride. <laughs> but th- that's crazy. But anyway, that's the Skinwalker Ranch. Very, very cool. Very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Go check out the History Channel thing, uh, the show. they are already got season one out. They're coming out season two, hopefully soon here. So uh, I'm going to check it out myself.
0: So. Yeah, that's crazy. You would think that they, you'd think with all the cameras and the thermal and the seismic and everything else that, I mean, they'd had that place under so much surveillance that that they'd catch something.
1: You'd think maybe they did. I don't. Know. I haven't seen the episode. I haven't seen the show. Uh, yet.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. Or maybe it's like yeah. Maybe it's like those other Discovery documentaries. Where it's like you know finding Bigfoot, and then it's like you have people running through the woods, and it's like Blair Witch Project, and they hear like banging on trees, and you're like, oh, what the heck? Then they never find anything.
1: Yeah, that's true. I have seen some good vid- some good Bigfoot videos. Yeah, though, that was day. actually
0: one of my uh, one of my theories was uh, Bigfoot. So it, it um it says th- so there's Bigfoot sightings all over the United States but
1: here in the north Carolina, yeah you are national forest
0: yeah so there's so all over the united states but uh washington state has the highest number of reported bigfoot sightings there's over 2000 of them um people uh s- seeing bigfoot in 2000 in the state um so i mean it, bigfoot is bigfoot everybody knows about bigfoot but uh it says that there's uh, some people there's uh, the specific news article that came out specifically around Washington State, uh, talking about these these sightings, and it says um, there's a number of theories around the mythical creature. Some believe that it is a ferocious uh, beast that is meant to be feared, and other other people think that it's just a harmless creature that wants to be left alone.
1: Squatch. Yeah. Some squatches or Yetis. I, I personally think that there's so much, so many eyewitness accounts to Bigfoot. That uh, you get from serious hunters, from people that know animals, and it's just kind of like uh, I think that there's something that might be there. Yeah, uh, well,
0: I think it's I think it's interesting. And so, so there was, um, you know, the original Bigfoot like like cast mold, right? Yeah. Remember, it was like 1958. There was a a Bigfoot. Footprints that were cast, and it was like this massive foot and everything. And they, you know, they, they casted it and they have this big mold of it. Well, um, this was, uh, supposedly it was a prank that was done by a guy named Ray Wallace near uh, Bluff Creek in Northern California. So, uh, according to the Smithsonian, is what it says.
1: Dude, the Smithsonian doesn't. <laughs> they, so, but the thing is, that's, that's just the, that's just the just yeah, but the, the thing is, this is narrative and they so
0: push. this guy this guy died in 2002 and whenever he died, his family came out and said that his kids came out and said, yeah, he, it was a joke. He made up the whole thing. I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to clear the family name. But that's,
1: that's like, okay. But that's like people that say, oh yeah, like you could do crop circles. Like people could do crop circles. Yeah. People can do crop circles and like, but that doesn't mean that every crop circle is done by a person. Yeah, for I sure. could go out and I could take a scalpel to a cow in the middle of a field and somehow drain it full of uh, drain its, its blood, blood without having
0: a drop on the ground. But,
1: but you know, to do that every single time, for for every single time that you know that it just in a quarter make sense. of
0: the herd too. I mean, it's yeah. like that would
1: yeah. It just doesn't make sense that that would. You know that yeah. every single crop circle is made by a human, or every single Bigfoot sighting is made is is a hoax. You know, so I, obviously some yeah, there my, are my, some. My my
0: philosophy behind it is you know I, I, what is it like? I don't know the specific specific statistic, but what is it? We've explored like two percent of the ocean, like in the the creatures that live within the ocean. Yeah, I, I mean, imagine what else is there that we have no idea. Like we can't even reach down to a certain depth in the ocean. I mean, there's there's probably all kinds of stuff that we have no. I mean, there might be dragons living, you know, ten miles down or however meets the however deep the Mariana
1: Trench is. Or even, in, I have even within, we have we have no idea. Even within the earth, like yeah. oh yeah we, for sure. We, like there's like a couple of boreholes that are from mines that go a little bit into the earth, but we haven't gone ventured that far deep into the crust of the earth. Yeah,
0: and and there is. You know there are yeah maybe there's you know it's it's hot and whatever else but I mean there are definitely you know there are organisms and there are creatures that can survive uh you know volcanic temperatures and stuff like that so I don't know just interesting you you don't know what you don't know and so well, they didn't so discover to s- the
1: panda bear until like the sixties
0: yeah and so and so say, to say something doesn't exist when I think re- that's re- a f- reportedly yeah. ever you
1: know there has
0: been lots of people that have seen it. I mean, okay, let's say 90% of everybody is a liar. Well, then and and then let's yeah, and exactly. then, and then let's say 5% of people are blind. And then okay, well there's still 5% of people left that like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, even if one person was legitimately saw something legitimate, that's enough to that's why I I think that UFOs are totally real. I mean, you have so many eyewitnesses, so many credible military ex like
0: and stuff that is specifically covered. Yeah. It's and, it's and, hidden.
1: And there's so much stuff that's like, yeah, this is like a legitimate thing. And not only is this just like, not only is this like real, but we should be concerned about this because their technology is well beyond what we have.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think too is that UFO doesn't always mean aliens.
1: Yeah. I think it can. The military changed the the term. It's like unidentified aerial phenomenon. UAV. Yeah. So or, interesting. Or something like that. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, that went that went way off. But, yeah, did. Uh, <laughs> and we're talking about conspiracy theories, so there's there's a yeah. lot. That, yeah, was, they, they just, all feed into each other. Not here. Yeah. Hey guys, just wanted to take a quick break and say thank you for listening today, and invite you to support us on Patreon. As a loyal supporter, you get access to two additional episodes per month, which are not released publicly. You can find the link to our Patreon page in the episode description. Let's get back to the show. So
0: one that, that I have always really liked that I thought was really cool was the Philadelphia Experiment. Yes. So that's what this this was named. So um, the Philadelphia Experiment is kind of coined as one of the most grotesque military urban legends, you know, air quotes, urban legends uh, ever.
1: Except for the Russian Sleep Experiment.
0: <laughs> this is United States military. Yeah, Russian <laughs> Sleep Experiment. I mean, that's just crazy. <laughs> Episode three, go Episode listen. Episode
1: three, go listen to it. Yeah. Um,
0: so this was uh, in World War II, um, according to the legend, on October 28, 1943, the USS Eldridge was a cannon-class destroyer escort. So it was, uh, it was a, a battleship, basically. Um, it was conducting top-secret experiments that were designed... To help them kind of command the oceans for um, the the Axis powers, which were the, uh, you know, the the United States and and Associates. Um, And uh, the rumor basically was that the government was trying to create technology that would render uh, naval ships like these battleships invisible to enemy radar. Um, And so the USS Eldridge was in the uh, Philadelphia Naval Shipyard and they had been doing lots of top secret uh, modifications and different things to this ship and that is where they actually did the initial test, right? They tested out these modifications that they made. They were trying to make the ship invisible to radar. So um, witnesses claim that... Uh, on this day, there was an eerie green-blue grow, glow, green-blue glow surrounding the entire hull of the ship, uh, as her generators spun up. They could hear the generators spinning up on the ship, and then suddenly the USS Eldridge disappeared, completely disappeared. The ship was then immediately spotted in the Norfolk naval ship Norfolk. Naval shipyard in Virginia.
1: That's quite a ways yeah. away
0: from Philadelphia to Virginia. It disappeared in Philadelphia, appeared in the shipyard in, Phila- in in Virginia, and then disappeared in Virginia and reappeared back in Philadelphia.
1: And also, I've read that it was there was a time uh, component. It, it, it supposedly there was like a, it was like. The time was delayed too on the ship or something like that. Yeah,
0: like, it, yeah, the timing was off. It was like a day, bef- maybe a day before or after, and then it reappeared. I, I, I can't remember. I thought I'd read
1: something. It was like ten minutes earlier, like on the ship. Their, their time was ten minutes the, back. Yeah, the like.
0: clocks. That was what the clocks had like um, changed or whatever. So uh, basically. Um, So, disappeared in Philadelphia, appeared in Virginia, and then disappeared in Virginia, reappeared in Philadelphia. So, the legend states that uh, the classified documents um, reported that the Eldridge crew, and this is kind of what the gruesome part of it was, actually. So, uh, classified military documents reported that the Eldridge crew were affected by the events uh, in very disturbing ways. So, some of the crew members went completely insane, just like lost their minds like in a matter of hours. Lost their minds, insane. Um, other crew members developed really weird illnesses that they really could not explain, um, and that that came on just rapidly. Um, but one of the weirdest things that they said happened was some of the 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 sailors themselves, when the ship reappeared, uh, the the basically the people had been their bodies had been fused to the metal of the ship. So, like, basically, uh, and I watched a documentary on this one time, and they said that, like, how they were doing it or how it was, how it was like, they were trying to do it was um, basically trying to change the... They were putting like some kind of current through the hull of like the ship, an electromagnetic. Current. Yeah, some kind of current that was trying to phase, like dimensionally phase the molecules or align the molecules of the ship, of the hull of the ship to um, be able to have it, you know, disappear or look invisible. And so when it reappeared, some of these men, you had like half of a guy on. One top of the floor, and half of the guy go. You know, his body was faced into the floor, and his legs were hanging out the bottom of the the, the floor and the ceiling of the bottom the the deck below
1: it, like on Jumanji when he's in the floor. and Then the floor because it's liquid, and then exactly it's, and then it turns and like,
0: solid, and he's like, ah, exactly. And so, you know, they said these guys, some guys that had been leaning against the wall, their their arms and hands were fused to the metal, and it was like they, I mean, they they couldn't get
1: it couldn't get it off. Um, and that and that that theory that you were talking about, that's a theory that einstein put forth that i forget what it was called but uh, the, the, the molecules if you get them vibrating at the same frequency then yep. they can pass through each other
0: they can merge yeah yeah um so basically there's the explanation for this uh the maybe the government explanation for this situation, or Didn't for, for this experience, I can either
1: confirm nor deny. That's what the government <laughs> would say.
0: Yeah, basically, it's just a, a big page of records with black lines across everything. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Redacted, redacted, redacted. Uh, no, but th- th- there was one guy who they say that he was kind of like the 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 only eyewitness or something like that. That and and he kind of wrote it. Um, he wrote it in a book. And he sent this, uh, this, these, these writings to a guy named Mor- Morris Jessup. And this Morris Jessup, he had he was kind of another conspiracy theorist guy, in, 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 in kind of the, I guess, looking at uh, into military conspiracies. And um, he had written a book. This Morris Jessup guy had written a book about UFOs. And so, um, basically, this this Jessup guy, he kind of presented this Philadelphia experiment and, and kind of released it out. And there was some controversy behind it because it was, it it, it came out in this book form and then it was supposedly, it, it was written by one guy, but they tried to make it look like supposedly tried to make it look like it was written by three separate people. And maybe that one of the people was like an alien and that, that, the U.S. got the technology to phase in and out, but from from you know from extraterrestrials and, and different things like that. But there was just some some question about this uh, the the happening. So, um, he sent um, uh, basically uh, this Jessup guy was contacted by the Navy Office of N- Naval Research. Uh, who had received uh, th- th- this package containing this book and the description of what, what everything that happened and that they saw. Um, and then that extraterrestrial technology allowed the U.S. government to make breakthroughs in what they called unified field theory.
1: Yeah, that was the that yeah. was the theory that Albert Einstein put forward. Yeah. And
0: so, um, of course, they kind of they denied it and said, oh, we have no idea what you're talking about, and yada, 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 whatever it is. Um, but there was actually another, uh, there was another, um, eyewitness, but his thing, basically he said, according to Edward, uh, Dugan, uh, who served on the U.S., uh, in the U.S. Navy aboard the USS Ingstrom, which was also dry docked in Philadelphia Naval Yard, uh, while the Eldridge was there being kind of experimented on, um, both of the, Ships had what he called classified devices on board. So, basically, whatever they were trying to do. Um, he said that neither one of these were invis- invisibility cloaks or teleportation uh, designed by aliens. T- neither one of them were invisibility cloaks or teleportation devices designed by aliens. But instead, they were... Basically, he said they were trying to... Um, scramble the magnetic signature of the ships so it could like disguise it because the U-boats were using some kind of magnetic torpedoes, and so they were trying to change the polarity of the the ships hull so the torpedoes couldn't find them. That's what he or, said.
1: Yeah, they also had magnetic plant like water mines.
0: Yep. Um. So, and then there's this whole other thing that says um. Basically, the suggested green-blue glow that was around the ship was like a weather phenomenon that happened on that specific day. That, like, there was excess plasma in the the in uh, basically in the environment there, and it was like the sun was hitting it in the right direction, and it was like, oh yeah, it was a once-in-a-lifetime phenomenon. Swamp gas. Yeah, seriously. Um. Yeah. And then finally, the last thing that they said is they said, "Uh, oh, there's there's inland canals that ke- that connect Philadelphia to the Virginia shipyard, and so this allows the ships to travel between the two within just a couple hours." And it's just for like,
1: a destru- for a, like, a giant battleship that big. That's
0: what they said. Yeah. And yeah. so. I don't know we'll leave it up to you but uh, there's some pretty interesting documentaries that have been done on it and this was just a super high level explanation of it um, but uh I don't know that was interesting
1: yeah the Philadelphia experiment is interesting one of the many experiments the US Army uh, and military has done you
0: know well the thing is too is I think it's I mean maybe it did happen a uh, good. I I hope it did happen. I hope the the military is experimenting with all kinds of technologies. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine if they did stumble upon something that, I mean, even maybe not teleportation, but, uh, you know, something that made the the ship invisible to radar. I mean, that'd be crazy.
1: Anything I've ever, well, like the stealth bomber. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Anything that I've the ever- shape of the ship, the height you fly at. The, I mean, it's just all research. It's it's science. Maybe we don't
1: understand it, but it's yeah. science. What what I've been told is that like, uh, whatever you know that the military has, that is probably four or five years old, and their technology is four or five years beyond what you know that they have. Yeah.
0: Well, I know that uh, Grandpa our Grandpa, he was uh, airplane mechanic, and he was working on the 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 B fifty two bombers uh kind of before whenever they were top secret before they were common knowledge and yeah i mean he he was i think he was like sworn to secrecy on what he was working on because they're still it, those used was, today man yeah. i mean we know that That's they crazy. exist now yeah. but the technology is crazy
1: yeah it's wild so well um there's so many so many ones i i have, I have another one here uh this one is quite the tale uh this one was told my told me by My my grandpa, he's a, uh, he's in the Masons. He's a Knights Templar within the Masons. And, uh, so this is kind of, and and the Masons, they kind of, they use the, or they read the different Apocrypha from the Bible. So there's different, um, Bible, there's, there's different books that, uh, so so the Bible basically is an aggregation of different books written by different people. Now the Apocrypha, uh, are some books that uh, didn't make it to the the canon of the bible but which may or may not be true uh, there may be some truth in them there may be little truth in them so uh some of the at least from my understanding uh you know these uh, apocrypha you know grandpa told me that he's read lots of these and uh I don't know if that's a, uh, a cause of him being a mason or if it's just because he was interested in it. I think that I have I seen a, I think initially the, the it was kind of Masonic com- Bible. community and I stuff. Think they have a Masonic then, like I don't know if there's a Masonic Bible, but it just is like full of these other apocryphas and yeah, uh, in addition to anything else, but but basically there's this legend of the legend of the spear of destiny and Excalibur, which are two very interesting things. So the legend goes all the way back to the beginning. So Cain Remember Cain? Yep. Killed his brother. Abel. So, one of Cain's descendants um, was a guy named Tubal Cain. And uh, legend has it that Tubal Cain found a great meteorite that God told him to forge into a very special sword and spear that together would be invincible. As long as the bearer of the weapons never separated the sword and the spear, they could not be defeated. So Tubal-Cain was instructed to hide the weapons deep among the rocks at the top of the mountain until the time would come that they would be needed. They were found again much later and used by the kings and leaders of the Hebrew people to bring many victories. Unfortunately, the sword and the spear were jealously desired by rulers who fought over them and separated them. Eventually, the spear uh, came to be owned by the Phineas, uh, the grandson of Aaron, uh, this same spear was still used at the time of Jesus of Nazareth and was carried out to the Mount of the Skull, or Golgotha, uh, by the Sanhedrin during the crucifixion. The spear was considered to be the authority and witness when the Sanhedrin condemned someone to death. So apparently it was the same spear uh, that Tubal Cain had made, and they brought it out, and there was like a... Apocryphal called the Book of Nicodemus, I think, or something like that. And it mentions the name of this Roman soldier who had that spear and that's where they pierced the side of Christ. To
0: verify that he was dead. Dead, yeah.
1: Well to try to kill or him. Or to, th- to to kill him, but at that point he was already dead. Yeah. And uh so this spear uh was in the possession of the Romans. Uh throughout history it had been in the possession of many different emperors apparently. Uh, Constantine the Great claimed uh, the spear guided him through uh, providence. Uh, the Frank, Frankish general Karl Martel used the spear in battle. Emperor Charlemagne lived and, lived and slept with within reach of the spear and attributed 47 battle victories to his to its powers. In all, in all 45 emperors in over 1,000 years claimed the spear of destiny as a possession. Uh, Alexander the Great also um, claimed it was his. In fact, he added uh, some like gold wrapping on it. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, Julius Caesar, all these folks said to have had that spear. In fact, one of the nails in the spear is said to have is said to be one of the nails that was used to crucify Jesus. And uh, so. The spear kind of gets all the, the glory, but the spear and the sword, which is kind of the legend of Excalibur, go together. And so, uh, Hitler, when he was a young man, he went to the Has- uh, Habsburg treasure house in Vienna, and he, where the spear was housed. And this is when he was a young man. And he saw the spear, and he heard, they they told about the legend, they told about what the meaning was, and how. All these people, all these great conquerors had gotten it. And so he got in his mind. I think he actually writes about it in Mein Kampf about that spirit, how influential that moment was to him. And then so, and also, side note, almost all almost all good conspiracy theories some have some sort of Nazi <laughs> tie to them. So if your conspiracy theorist doesn't go back to the Nazis, uh, which you're... Uh, uh, Philadelphia Experiment did, right? Yes, technically. <laughs> with the U-boats. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of uh, occult uh, and, and kind of conspiracy theories with the Nazis. Um, but anyway, um, so in 1933, when Hitler rose to power, his 25-year obsession to possess the spear could be realized. In April 1938, he marched his army into Vienna and took possession of the spear and took it to Nuremberg. One year later, he invaded Poland, on April 30th, 1945, the same day Hitler supposedly killed himself, the American Army invaded Nuremberg and took possession of the spear. So they, and that's where uh, General Patton had a team of art experts, uh, and they came and they uh, were like trying to figure out where all this stolen art was from. Uh, and so they said, you know, where all this stuff? And then they finally figured out it was it was behind this one of the, one of these bunkers behind a brick wall, and they found all this stuff. Uh, and the Spear of Destiny was in there, and the Americans got it. And then, guess what happened with the Americans? Uh, just a short while later, they dropped the nuke, atomic bomb, on uh, on the Japanese. And while in this, while in possession of the Spear of Destiny, America became the undisputed ruler of the world. So it's hmm. almost like that this the spear had now fallen into the, the hands of the Americans. The power had been transferred. Yeah, power had been transferred. Uh, so the spear.
0: So was uh, Hitler trying to trying to unite the spear and the sword? Is that what his his supposedly end goal was trying to do? Uh, he or? was
1: trying to get to to London to steal it out of uh, some of the museums because there's apparently uh, a sword in one of the museums in London that is said to, be Excalibur, to be Excalibur, and he was trying to get to it because with the two he would be invincible. Hmm. And
0: so um, lucky us that he didn't.
1: Yes, indeed, lucky that the, the uh, they were able to hold strong and. Uh, and then we got the Spear. So now, the Spear is now once again resides in Hasberg Treasure House Museum in Vienna. And so, uh, you know, hopefully Chinese don't get it or <laughs> the Russians. <laughs> yeah, also, good thing we got good. it, not the Russians, after the uh, uh, the war. Yeah. Because uh, if the Russians would have got it, we would have never seen it again. Um, but anyway, that's a, a really cool story, wild story uh, that I, I was like, you know, that's a, a is it pretty, true is it not that's something straight out of like I don't know um you know what's it uh, that movie uh, the national treasure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nicolas Cage, yeah, exactly, so
0: anyway, well, and that's, that that kind of goes back to what we we're talking about before is you know, okay, this might be completely you know absurd, and somebody's somebody listening might be like, oh, that's so dumb, that doesn't exist, but the thing is is like you could probably go and visit the this spear and it is what it, you know, and and it's probably labeled or claimed to be a specific thing. So, you know, it's even like, you know, let's talk about rumors, right? Even with rumors, there's always, there's maybe always a fraction of truth to something that is said. Mm -hmm. Not many times is it like something completely made up out of nowhere. It's just like, You know, something happened one time or something, you you know, somebody saw something miraculous happen, and then it just potentially maybe snowballs and kind of turns into generational stories of crazy things. But you can't say, oh, no, that doesn't exist. Well, because technically it does exist. It's just the question is, is there power behind it?
1: Yeah, and so, you know, it's just... While i mean this is what i've given here is just such a brief overview i mean i was looking at some of the stuff where it shows who it passed down to where how it got to napoleon how it got to these people how it got to this other guy how you know all through history uh there's different legends about uh, i mean you could probably read hours about the spirit of destiny i know that the history i know that the history channel has done uh, you know things on it they've done testing and stuff yeah. on it and it's wild so if you're interested in it go check it out So, um, you know, and like
0: Jared said at the beginning, I'm sure we could sit down here and we could, like, and we could talk and talk and talk, right? I mean, I I had put together some other things. We know we talked about Bigfoot. Um, You know, just to name off a few, maybe if you want to go do some of your research. I mean, there was even things, well, the flat earth, right? Flat earth theory. Yeah, that one's pretty... Pretty wild. It's crazy. Uh, you know, Hollow Earth theory. I think we mentioned that <laughs> yeah. one episode uh, earlier. Uh, you know, there's um, there's uh, conspiracy theories about uh, chemtrails. You, you ever heard about chemtrails? Basically, yeah. if you look up in the sky and you see uh, airplanes that have like these these basically these vapor trails that go behind them. Um, they say that these are uh, um, they call them chemtrails or uh, slap, which is like secret large scale atmospheric program basically is like the program that um, these planes are retrofitted with these um, basically canisters where they can dump chemicals or some sort of biological agent into the atmosphere that will um, basically uh, control uh, atmospheric weather changes and different things like that. Um, yeah, there's like, and, and there's also make
1: the population more docile.
0: Yeah. Basically there's also the theories that they have, uh, aluminum and, and strontium and, and, uh, barium, which is, uh, some other things that basically they're trying to, uh, expose all of us to, to, uh, kind of like some sort of mass inoculation of, you know, I don't know, mind control.
1: And then you go in and you buy drugs. Yeah. Oh, I need, uh, I need like pharmaceutical uh, like, drugs. like
0: like high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, actually, well, that's a whole different thing. I'm not. I'm not even gonna get into that. Um. But there was a basically said 17% of people globally. I don't know where they got this number from. 17% of people globally believe in uh, this theory is true or partially true.
1: Well, if you talk to Alex, I know Alex Jones swears up and down that it's it's. Uh, yeah. That, it, that he's got proof up and down. Pilots have admitted that they, that they do this. I have seen several
0: things where pilots have like been in the cockpit, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is this is like the chemtrail button, and this is, you know, like, and not even, like, joking. Because there's a difference
1: like, between water vapor and yeah. chemtrails. Water vapor is like when you see a plane, and it's, like, putting off something, but then it dissipates right after. But chemtrails, like, they stick around. So when you see these long lines of clouds in the sky, yeah. those are the chemtrails, fr- from what people say.
0: yeah. So I don't know. Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so much out there. Uh but this this has been a great episode. Uh thank you everybody for listening. Hopefully it's been interesting to you to uh to listen to this and to hear some of these things. Yeah, this
1: is kind of just exploring the world what the world has to offer and talk about interesting stories. And so, you know, hopefully this has just kind of uh you know, been been maybe eye opening or entertaining at the least, or you know, for me it sometimes just is interesting to step outside of the rigid uh, things that I know, you know, with the, you know, being a data scientist, you know, I, I know that these numbers mean this. Show me the numbers. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, this is interesting. There's maybe I think there's more to this. To think that we understand everything in this world is is very arrogant uh, mentality, I think. And yeah. we, well, and I so, mean,
0: think of uh, go back a thousand years, and you know, grab a person from a thousand years ago, bring him to today's day and age, and then Call somebody that's all the way across the world, or you know, put them in an airplane, or you know, just because we don't understand something, doesn't mean that that technology can't figure it out with technology. I think a lot of times we oh that doesn't exist or that doesn't whatever, but I'm sure they said that you know flight was impossible a thousand or you know six hundred years ago. Oh, man can never fly, but now look at us. And so look at me now. <laughs> look at me now. And so and so don't dismiss something just because you don't understand it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so you know, keep your mind open. Uh, always uh, keep your eyes on the skies. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think th- I think this will be a good episode. I want to hear some people's comments. on some Yeah, of these if you stories. have any experiences. Or if you you have, yeah, or if you have stories, you're like, oh, you know, look into this one or look into that one. We'd love to uh, to dive into some of your stories.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, or if you've ever had any experiences with, with crazy stuff, let us know. So we'll
0: we'll zoom you into a meeting
1: and do an interview. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, you know, like thank you for joining today uh follow us on uh, the socials also check out our patreon uh we, we mentioned that earlier in, uh, in the mid uh, ad but uh you know support us on patreon and you get this some exclusive episodes which are good cool content like this
0: that uh is not public and not everybody will get to listen to
1: two episodes a month and uh, we really appreciate that support and yeah let's uh go and build that creed together
0: all right let's do it